And all time I say, just don't ask. Asking sponsor is the worst thing to do. Welcome to the Finger Space Podcast, a weekly show where we will dive deep into the history, stories, and controversies surrounding the fingerboarding community. Welcome to the Finger Space Podcast. I'm your host, Nostalgia FB, and we are excited to be chatting with Stevo from Weird Boarding. Don't forget to mash that subscribe button on your streaming platform of choice. This show is sponsored by Finger Space Co., which provides fingerboarding gear for riders of all skill levels and budgets. Thank you for coming on the show, Steve-O. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. And you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. So you are out in France, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm from France, from Paris. Like uh, everyone knows Paris in the world. Uh, yeah, Paris is where it's at. I've Man, I bet it's beautiful out there. Yeah, that, that's really beautiful. But uh, I have to say, I moved from a, a town near Bordeaux in southwest of France. And Bordeaux is uh, really also famous for the wine. Yes, it is. And a lot of people don't know, I am a uh, cook by trade. I actually studied uh, classical French technique, so I had to learn of all the areas and all that stuff too, but that's neither here nor there. Oh yeah, I moved uh, near uh, Bordeaux in southwest of France. I know more in Paris for this time, but maybe I will move uh, again in Paris. Don't know. No, that's, that's really, really cool there. So just like all the other shows we've done in the past, the first thing we like to ask our guests is how did you get involved in fingerboarding? A real long story. It started in uh, 2006, and uh, I was in the train when I was kid to go to Paris to saw my father, and uh, I was sitting uh, near kids who play fingerboard. I was skating by uh, 2002, and I look at him and I say, wow, that's so funny. But uh, in first time, I, I don't really give a fuck of this. I don't know. And then yeah, we put, uh, we, we were uh, together for four hours. And I was like, mm, I need to try that. When he, he asked to, to go, he, he don't go to Paris. He was going on other uh, city. He said, go buy a finger skate. It's really funny. And I started like that. I buy a fingerboard, not a take deck, just a, a, a shitty fake brand, you know? And uh, I try, I try. And then I stopped a little bit and I really go into fingerboard in 2018 when I created my uh, Instagram account. I was like, uh, no, nobody will care to see someone play fingerboard in internet. And uh, from uh, 2018, I was playing fingerboard all day. And two hours uh, a day when I can. And that's how I get uh, into fingerboard for real. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it started in 2006. You were on this train ride and you just saw a kid playing with it and you picked it up. Now, when you when you really started picking it up in 2018, from 2006 to 2018, did you keep playing with these toy fingerboards or not really? Uh, yeah, I was playing, but I... I don't take it uh, as serious as today. That was just for, uh, because I skated more back in time. I can't skate more today of my knees who have some injury problem. So that was more to to pass the time, you know, when you don't play video game, when you're not skating, and you was like, oh, just for fun, you move your finger. And I was uh, so serious with that. But now I think I, I can say I do fingerboard really more than I skate. So back in time to 
2006 to 2018 that was just for fun that's uh, just a funny game with no no serious no no money on on this that's what just for fun okay i see 2018 comes you make your instagram when did you realize that this was as big as it was the fingerboarding scene that was really hard because my friend piece of food when i created my instagram has already a lot of followers a lot of community and that was crazy oh how the people was so kind. That was awesome to saw so many people was playing the same game. I never, uh, I never see kids so many people will play this around the world. So that was crazy. And in fact, that was awesome to have uh, a goal. You gain follower and to increase your skill. And that was really crazy to, to have a goal like that. And I was some community day after day. I grew up uh, my followers. I have better skill, regret my style, and that's just crazy. That's awesome. And, and definitely by watching your content on Instagram, you have a very unique style, which includes not using grip tape a lot of the time. Where, where'd you get that idea to not use grip tape? In fact, it was about a mistake, a, a total surprise, because, you know, I started in 2006. Look, so from tape, it was only grip tape real grip tape a skateboard that was plastic board and then i i buy my first uh, close-up uh, wooden board to have real grip tape and a foam tape then i put a grip tape i removed it i put foam tape to try but i was like oh damn foam tape looked so heavy so i i can feel the board under my finger so one day the foam tape was dead and i was like okay i need to change my grip before the grip uh, was uh, changed I removed the glue, I cleaning everything to be a, a wood, a perfect wood top line. And I try it for fun. But I have to say, nothing was sticky. I, I really cleaned it with um, acetone, acid and something to, to remove the glue. And I try it like that and I was there. I feel the shape better on the board. I my trick, I can feel, feel the deep, the concave. The, that was awesome. And the first time, it was hard to make trick, but I was like, Hey, I can try to learn like that. It can be fun. And I feel better. And day after day after day, I start uh, with a grape uh, in 2010. Yeah, that was uh, the, the day, uh, the year I tried. And now I, I don't need to, to write grip and I prefer without grip. In fact, I've got a, a Lambda deck with a prepaid uh, grip because of some uh, ball tricks. You know, if you don't have grip, your finger. Uh, slip of the board so it's impossible but i really prefer without grip and for all to say it's sticky no 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 there is no sticky here that's really the, the wood and that's it just a, a pressure style most definitely I, I have seen those comments on your social media where people are like oh put a grip on there and take it off and it'll be sticky and this and that yeah that'll work but that's not what you're doing your top plies are always completely clean and they're bare you really ride these boards with no grip yeah, yeah, that, that, that just, uh, it's like pressure. A lot of strange flip like that. Some people say you're not doing heel flip, you're doing pressure flip. And I was like, if you want, yeah, I, I don't really care. We all just have sort of uh, a fingerboarding. Some people ride so slowly with a bit of realistic move. Some people uh, ride hyper fast, like uh, Tony O'Gain. In fact, I don't really care. Like uh, everyone do 
what they want and that, that's it. I could not agree more. Everybody just do what you want, do what's fun. And yeah, I can't agree more. You say your first wooden board was a close-up, a legendary brand, not only, like you said, over there, but in the whole world. What was that like, you getting your first real, quote-unquote, real fingerboard and looking at this as a skateboarder? What was that like? That was truly crazy because it reminded me when my one of my good friends has a, a shop in my town, and that was a girlfriend who buy me this board. That was crazy. She said... Uh, we go to the skate shop and I will give you something. And I was thinking first of a, a real skateboard. And I was hoping of a zero skateboard <laughs> because that's my first, first brand. And then um, she told me, oh, you do finger skate sometime. And I was, yeah. Oh, look, that's a wooden board. I have to say, I never heard before a finger skate have wooden board. And I was like, oh, damn, that's just crazy. And she said, okay, that's your gift. And when I go back home, I was like, damn, that's so serious. That's wooden board. And the shape was so different of a, a plastic deck deck. And I was like, wow, that's just crazy. I think first deck was 26 wide. I don't know, something like that. But at the first uh, side, it was, wow, just crazy. That's awesome. That must have been, that, like you say, a crazy experience. And... How long was it after that, after you got that close-up, before you started expanding your collection and what's now, or what you discovered to be the fingerboarding scene? It took me a long time because when I was gifted uh, this board, you know, close-up wasn't a, a fast, fast, fast uh, brand. So we have to wait the G1, G2, G3. So it took me a long time. And uh, I wasn't in the internet connection of fingerboard. So if my shop has a board, I buy it. But uh, in fact, I ride this board very long time. And then I got the G2, G3, G4. I really start to grow my collection in 2008 because I don't couldn't take deck. Because take deck you can buy in supermarket. If I say I've got 100 take deck, maybe more, but I, I don't count uh, as a real fingerboard collection. So yeah, I started... Uh, in 2008, when you got the, the Instagram connection, when you can talk with a brand. And I started like that to buy, uh, to try. Some people send me things. And uh, after that, I got some sponsor. So that helped me to try deck. And then uh, I can say I troll uh, some good brands. And that's cool. That is awesome. And that is definitely good. So when you were fingerboarding early on, you just said that you weren't tied in into the internet kind of fingerboarding community. But was there other fingerboarders that you knew of, like actual fingerboarders that you knew of at the time or not really? You, you mean uh, about a legendary fingerboarder? Was there anybody that fingerboarded that you were like, oh, that's really cool. I want to be like them. Yeah, I saw some uh, footage of Nico Frank. Nico, yeah. And I say, whoa, 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 this man is so clean. That's awesome. He got a real good style. Also, um, my friend Piece of Food uh, tell me about uh, Timo, who got to SC Berlin. And uh, he was a legendary uh, rider. And I was like, oh, damn, that's so cool. And also to have a finger skateboard shop. That's awesome. But uh, before uh, I was the internet connection, I really care about some good rider, you know, because I do that in my bedroom and 
doesn't care because I think it also people doesn't care. So I I really discover as the people, the legend, the new we when I created Instagram. But before I doesn't really the the connection. I was just like a guy who play in this bedroom. So I don't really care uh, until I create my Instagram. I see. So it didn't become a more serious thing or kind of like you didn't really pay attention to everything else until you took it more serious in 2018 and, and so on. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was the time I say, uh, yeah, I will try to think about uh, all the day or uh, one day on two. And uh, I'm going to try to do session uh, one hour, two hour, three hour, four hour. Uh, the more I do for a trick, it's like six hours to try again and again and again and again during six hours for uh, just a trick. And I was like, uh, my whole skateboard era, you know, when I was skating hard back in the day, I was like, I do it again and again and again. And if uh, it's not uh, for today, it's for tomorrow. So I can do that on skateboard now. So I'm like, uh, okay, I got uh, a community, I got a sponsor. So I have to do that and, uh, and I have to, to stay uh, motivated and I don't give up on that because uh, people uh, need me and I need people. It's a change. It's a, when you have sponsor, you have to do something that puts you on the top. So if people give you things, you have to do your things. So that's how I do the things. Important that you say that. And so other people realize because everybody wants to get sponsored and everybody thinks, ooh, sponsorship free stuff. But they don't realize that you have to you know, work for it. And there's work and responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I saw a lot of people who ask me, oh, I can be sponsored. Oh, easy, you have your sponsor. Uh, what can I do? And all the time I say, just don't ask. Maybe asking sponsor is the worst thing to do. You just have to be friend first to support the brand. I have to say, all the, the brand who sponsored me, I tried to buy something or, you know, it's, it's like a, a friendship. And then when people care of you and, and you work hard because, uh, you need to work hard to, to prove yourself and to prove to the brand uh, it pushes you in the big scene. You know, when you haven't sponsor, nobody wants something. People doesn't really care about uh, your uh, content. You can be a ghost for a long time and nobody care and nobody asks something. But when you got a sponsor, that's that's not like this. You have to to work because we give you free stuff. And if a brand care about you, you need to to give back. Uh, his work and I think that that's just so cool but you can have pressure that's how I feel because I try to to have a new video uh, maybe two video a week so that's uh, I have to, to to deal with life a family and fingerboard of course sometimes it can give you pressure because uh, try yeah, to, to, to put two videos uh, new tricks work hard but also that's a good thing to to keep your level high, to try new things, to to improve your skill. As I say uh, soon, I think that that's cool too. But uh, the the first rule is never ask a sponsor. That just the thing goes it and wait for for that. I definitely agree with everything that you just said. I want to ask you to kind of elaborate a little bit on on the the pressures that come with you know being sponsored, and that's that that pressure that you feel particularly. I think is because you care so much. There's a lot of people that are sponsored, but you never see them active because 
they don't really care about the sport anymore or the, the hobby anymore because they happen to get burned out. What keeps you so fresh and from getting burnt out? I think all day your finger bugs. You know, when I wake up, I was like, what I can do today? How I can improve my video? Because it's easy to do your five tricks. You know, for me, five tricks is heel flip and all the heel flip uh, variation. But if you do uh, three times a row heel flip, people will say, uh, okay, this is that many times, change, change, change. So uh, we unfollow you, we don't care. Your content will be sad. I try to, to think of new tricks, new angle, new way to do. In skateboard, I was the same. I was a huge fan of Richie Jackson, Mike Vallely, Rodney Mullen, The One Song, Jimmy Thomas. And uh, I think all of these skaters have um, a way to their tricks and have some special tricks. All the time I, I do a fingerboard session, I'm like that. I'm trying to, to think something people never think before. Uh, my last video I do, I try to do something with one foot, one finger to heel flip. So Smith, one foot Smith to one foot heel to nose blunt or some crazy combo. But I don't want to be too much too because I love to do some realistic trick when I can. I don't want to do 363 flip, nose grind, nolly 360 to nose slide, to nolly flip out, to nose slide, to nose blunt. I don't want to do things like that. I don't really care if people love. Uh, yeah, that's cool. But uh, that's not my, my way. I want to do something like when you saw my video, I want to say, oh, we can almost do that in skateboard. And that's cool. So that's how I work. That's how I think. And yeah, like, like you say, for the pressure is because I care really. Yeah. And I speak with my sponsor and I can say with my friend because that's friend uh, first of sponsor. And that's how it works, and yeah, because I care. So when people give you things, that's that's really cool. Don't care. So you have to prove yourself uh, day after day to be cool on your uh, content, and that's it. Those are very, very important words of wisdom. Man, I've been doing this a while, and just listening to you speak, it's like I'm learning, you know, just listening to different perspectives. It's wonderful. Thanks. You started in 2006, started collecting more and getting more boards in you know, 2008, 2009. What do you think has been the biggest change in a fingerboard itself from that first close-up you got, which you have a post of it on your Instagram towards the bottom of your feed to the fingerboards we all know and love today? Things change because uh, we saw more and more and more uh, people uh, doing that for the board itself because I started to ride uh, 26 wide board. I think it's 26, yeah. And then give me deck in uh, 37 and uh, half. That's really wide. I think it's one of the big change. The board itself, the shape, the wide. I ride a lot of uh, lambda deck. That's just so crazy. And he has so fun shape, like cruiser pool, hybrid shape. And that's just uh, too crazy. I think it's one of the change also for the bearing in the wheels. When you ride tech decks, there is nothing of that. And then you have uh, some crazy wheel like caramel, labs. That's just crazy. Some just awesome to show how the quality have grow up. And I think it's a, it's a real uh, change for me from the guy who tries that for fun in 2006 in this bedroom with plastic, all plastic board. 
And now, then you have some crazy wood details, wheel. When I put my finger under my board, I really feel like my skateboard that just so crazy. And that's a thing I never, uh, I never feel before with plastic boards, you know, it's a real big change for me. So the upgrade of the, um, of the deck. That's awesome. But still no grip tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no grip tape. Oh, sometimes yes, because as I say, for ramp tricks, like when you are in back, backside, my finger uh, just slip on the board because it's just the wood. So I, I can have some pressure on it. That, that's just too hard. But yeah, without grip tape. And I think that's a good way to not uh, hide with grip tape because uh, you never have to change it. As I saw uh, of my friends, they say, oh, did you have grip tape? Uh, I doesn't have, I need to buy it too. That's not my problem. <laughs> I never buy grip tape and that's cool like that. <laughs> that's very, very true. If you don't use it, you don't have to keep buying it, man. And I can see where by training and using it like that, it really can help your skill improve because you actually have to get the motion and the technique of doing different tricks down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a term, Casey, because when uh, I ride with my best friend, Piece of Food, because uh, I know him in real life, because he's my real friend, he has a different way of riding, and I try to ride like him, with grip, with his setup, but uh, I never uh, I never understood how he does that, and in fact, he doesn't understand my way too, so that's just too crazy, too funny, but yeah, I have to, to improve my skill by by doing without grip, doing a different type of trick. But that's really funny. And I and I think of a guy who are who, who got also the same way to do it. it's uh, F B Dumek, if I spell it right, uh, who ride also uh, with no grip, but I think uh, with no much time as me. But that that's crazy because he got some some trick like me sometimes that just I was to saw a guy uh, who ride like me because uh, I think I can say I'm not a, a casual guy in fingerboard. You know, when you saw many, many videos, a lot of guys have the same style. I think I'm alternate to, to that. I'm not the, the, the classic way of fingerboard. Sometimes I, I was so sad when people say, oh, tell me, do a tutorial to do that. And I was like, ah, damn, if I do a tutorial for you, it will not work for sure. Because uh, it doesn't fingerboard in the same way. And... And all time sad when uh, I can't teach to people how to do my magic in flip wizard. I'm sad because uh, when I say you you put pressure, you do that like this, people like, uh, oh, what? Damn, bro, I can't do that. That's just too hard. Yeah, that's sad sometimes to, to can't teach my trick. But also I'm happy to say that's my trick. That's my way. That's my, my work, you know, that's funny. And. I think it's also why people like my content. It's because uh, it's a bit different the content they see all the day, you know? That's true. That's true. It's you. It's how you've done things and developed your own style. And you definitely are unique. Steve-O, it's been a wonderful conversation. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Any last final words you want to say to the people that are listening to any of your followers that look up to you, uh, plug your social media and all that good stuff. I want to say thank you to you, Fingerspace, for the chance to have a podcast. And I also want to thank all the community because there is a lot of good vibe. And without all these people, I never created Instagram. That's just awesome to push your skill better. 
So I would like to thank uh, everyone and also to thank all my sponsors. So Genius, Fingerboard, who are just uh, a friend who is really crazy making deck. I want to thank also my longtime friend Lambda Deck, who are just uh, too kind. I want to thank Caramel Wheels because uh, I knew to the team now and they're just crazy and wanted to thank also uh, my ramp, uh, my obstacle uh, sponsor, Parth were uh, Russian and that's just crazy. And I would like to thank you again, uh, Fingerspace. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. The honor is completely ours. And until the next one, my friend, stay safe and keep fingerboarding. Stay safe too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fingerspace podcast. Thanks for skating by and don't forget to nosebonk that subscribe button and dark slide on over to our Discord server. This episode was produced by Fingerspace Co. and hosted by Nostalgia FB. Big thanks to all guests and listeners.